Oh, welcome to the show, everyone. Everyone, there's probably all of you and me listening and that's it. Like, talking to ourselves and the big wide universe. If you happen to be here, welcome um, to Belgariad and Beyond. This is our new podcast. Alicia, my beautiful friend and I, have gotten together to talk about um, the Belgariad series of books by David Eddings. And we got excited about it because Alicia has never read them. And I have read them like once the whole series of five books once every couple of years for like the last, God, I think the first time I read them was when I was 18 and I'm, I'm 45 now. So that's a lot of times that I've read these books. And so I'm really excited about watching Alicia discover this story for the first time because it's like one of my favourite, favourite, you know, it's a very, I've got a very, very um, soft part in my heart for this story and for all the characters. So you know, I'm kind of in that place where I hope that Alicia loves the story. I'm like, oh, what if she doesn't like this bit? Or what if that bit, you know, robs her up the wrong way? But, you know, that's exciting too. So anyway, welcome to the show. I'm Sandra Turnbull of the Goddess Kindled Universe. And I do lots of different things. And um, I'll tell you about them over the coming shows. But for right now, that's it for me. And I'll let... Alicia, introduce herself. Yeah, hi. Um, my name is Alicia, and as Sandra said, I am new to this whole series of um, the Belgariad, but the reason this came up of us starting the show is because she knows how much I love fantasy stories. Like, Lord of the Rings is probably the iconic one that I'm obsessed with, and already I can see that this is going to be very similar in some ways. I'm sure it'll have its own unique twist too, but I'm really excited to get into it and uh, just have fun talking about a really good story. Um, and I think too, it's, what's important we could mention is that we both write ourselves. We, oh yeah, uh, we should probably say something about that. <laughs> hey lovelies. I'm just going to interrupt um, our episode to let you know that we're going to talk about our two latest books. Um, and when we recorded this, they were not out yet. But Alicia's book, The Wonder Soul, is now available. And I'll put some links in the show notes so that you can find out more about that. And my book, Embodying Earth, um, has been released in digital and it's about to be released in paperback as well so I'll put some clickable links down in the show notes about both of those things and you can find out more yeah so I write fantasy and magical realism a mixture of both that's what I love to write and it's a lot of fun you know I have two novels or one out one's coming out later this year mm -hmm. and it's just a lot of fun Yep, and I write um, magical realism, and um, I also write uh, experiential guidance based on the magic in the magical realism level, so it's like a teaching thing because I'm a holistic therapist and that's kind of what I do with clients, and so this is a 
guide to all kinds of magic and ritual and shenanigans you can get up to at home and get messy and muddy and sticky and powerful and do some healing all by your big self. So that book is currently at the editor and I'm very excited about that because my editor loves it. But anyway, this show is not about that. This is about <laughs> reading the Belgarian and yeah. um, loving it. So without further ado, I'll let you know how the shows are going to sort of flow. The, I've actually got a format, which is exciting because I love a nice framework. And we'll just see how it goes, whether we actually stick to the framework or whether we just, you know, talk our heads off, which Alicia and I can really, really do. Um, so I'll be surprised if we stick to the time limits, but, you know, it's good to have a goal. So each show, <laughs> each episode is going to just have us come in and we'll talk about our week and, you know, connect with each other. And the first segment is called Polgaris Cup. And um, for those of you who've read the books, you'll understand what I'm talking about. For those of you who haven't, welcome to the stories. Go get your book and start reading with us. There's going to be lots of spoilers, chapter by chapter. Won't spoil the whole story, but each chapter we're going to really, really talk about. So please read. Yeah, maybe. Oh, sorry. No, no, come on. We, we should take um, a moment to explain, too, that each episode is going to be one chapter. So today we're talking about, we're going to touch on the prologue, but we're going to be covering chapter one. So I've only read up to chapter one. I know nothing beyond that. It's so, so hard. <laughs> if you guys want to follow along with us, then you get the book and read chapter one and then listen to this episode. I mean, of course you can read, read on because we will never know and it's really hard to stop at the first chapter, but this is how we're doing it, chapter by chapter, and we'll pull it all apart and dive right into all the magic. So, yeah, so the, the so, first, the, what'd you say, darling? Polgaris Cup, yeah. Yeah, so Polgaris Cup, and she's all about, you know, um, uh, cooking and spices and she's a bit of a healer and she's like, um, the mother figure, I suppose. So she's Aunt Aunt Paul. Aunt Paul. Okay, I just connected that right now. <laughs> so funny, as you started talking about her being in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah, so um, I've called the first seg segment Pogara's Cup, and it's going to be us talking about whether we had a sweet, spicy, or bitter week, just like any good witchy potion is. And we'll just have a little chat about that. So there's lots of our own life and how we feel about the magic and what that brings up for us. You know, the magic we're reading and how that sort of manifests in our lives. There's going to be lots of that in this show as well. And then we'll go into um, Garion's view. And Garion is the young hero of the story. And so in our podcast, Alicia is our Garion. So she's going to go through and give us um, a, a rundown of um, the chapter, like through, through Garion's eyes, because that's how the story is being told. And so I thought that would be a nice way to get like a chapter summary um, from Alicia. And then we'll just talk about the chapter and um, the magic and how it relates to our life. And then we're going to do a special little magical thing at the end of the show called Prophecy Speaks. And we'll talk about that at the end of the show um and explain how that works and how you can do that and you know if by any chance there are people listening maybe you can do it too and then like 
send us a message or use the show hashtag and like hit us up on social media with your little bit of prophecy because that would be really fun. Um, have I missed yeah. anything, Alicia? Do you want to say anything? I think you covered it all pretty well. I was just noticing here um, too, we're going to touch on what our favorite character aligned from the text was. And I was like, oh shoot, that's the thing I forgot. <gasps> I totally didn't do that. But as we, I'm sure it'll come to us as we go. God, if we have a second to spare, the show's only yeah. supposed to go for how long did we decide? Like, um, no more than an hour. We, we, we want under an hour. <laughs> <laughs> under an hour is our goal. Let's see if we okay. can do it. We can do it. We can do it. All right. So, tell me about your week, my darling. Mix up a cup and tell me what's in it. Yeah. So. I would say my cup this past week was a mixture of bitter and sweet, some type of a um, cinnamon spice tea, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the last week I had been struggling with some migraines, you know, put me out for a little bit and I was trying to figure out what was going on there. So that had me down a bit. Um, and it took a lot of refocusing and just going within, figuring out what am I doing to maybe contribute to this? I'm very intuition-based. So when physical things are going on in my body, I truly believe that it's trying to tell me something, like you're doing something wrong. I'm not happy with the what you're doing, what you're choosing to eat, or if it's, you know, for me, I think it was being at the computer for too long, working all day, not taking breaks, getting outside, you know, I also have two little ones. So on top of that, it was just no me time. And I've refocused to make more me time and say the work will get done. So since I've done that, I've seen improvement and I've been feeling really energetic and um, inspired to make some great things happen. Um, and I think, I mean, that's about sums it up for me. Right. So, but the thing is about that, as we talk about what's in our cup, uh -huh. it's going to be the case that sometimes we drink the potion and sometimes we don't, and sometimes we throw it at the person who's in the room with us. So that, like, <laughs> that's not very appropriate. And you took your medicine and, and, you know, you listened to the magic of it. I think that's really good. Yep. I had to. Otherwise, I would not be here right now. Yeah. <laughs> I would we have to have, you know, this, this, we had to have this episode. We have to do this recording. Yep. I couldn't wait another week. Me neither. No, I was ready. I was ready last week. Dang it. Oh, wow. I'm just so excited about this whole thing. Anyway, so. Me too. Okay, so my week, um, I make some notes because I have to make notes or I forget stuff. Um, but Friday, I was kind of, it was feeling spicy lots of change going on for me and and it, it's exciting so it's like there's this flavor that I don't quite know what it is yet but it feels like it's something that I want so it's a nice kind of spicy um, and then and then but I keep kind of spitting it out. So I'll take a mouthful and taste it and think, oh, this is exciting. Oh, it tastes good. Oh, I think I want it. No, no, no. Spit it out. Spit it out. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. So it's that kind of like hesitation in, a, in some different creative projects. Um, and then, so I was spicy sweet because I went into this sweet 
um, a nice big thick sticky dose of sweet when my editor came back and told me that she loved my book and so I got very euphoric so there was it was a very euphoric potion and I did quite a lot of skipping around the house this week so <laughs> that's always a good sign yeah skipping around the house yeah so that's been my week yeah that sounds like a really like magical progressive you know moving forward and just being in the flow with everything yeah instead of moving against it oh god yes okay so so now i guess it's my turn to share garyon's view and summarize this chapter right tell me about the story tell me the wonder of the story introduce me uh, to everything okay okay I'm going to do my best here because <clears throat> like you, my memory, <laughs> I don't clear my throat. My memory is not the strongest. I have everything written down that I feel I needed to remember. <laughs> oh, um, while, while you're talking, I'm just going to find the last page of the chapter so I make sure that I don't talk past that point in the story. Yeah, good point. Yeah, we don't want to do that. <laughs> okay, so chapter one. Well, first, I guess we could talk briefly about the prologue, which... Let me tell you, that took me, even though it's only like, what, four or five pages? It's, it took, it's dense. <laughs> it, yeah, it took me probably 30 minutes to read it to make sure I was understanding everything because it's in some old English or something like that. And But it basically summarizes like the far back history of these beings. I'm not sure, I guess the gods of some sort and... Just explaining exactly, I think, where, I think it's going to connect to where Garion comes from and what, why he's going to be the focus of this. Um, so we just get some backstory on that history, kind of like the Silmarion does for Lord of the Rings, except this is a much, much shorter version than an entire book. Um, but then we go into chapter one which is really just a really nice introduction. Like I said before, it reminds me so much of the Shire introduction in Lord of the Rings as well, because it's just this feel-good chapter. We get to know Gary, and he's, you know, wandering through the kitchens, playing games with Aunt Paul. He's trying to sneak out of the house, and she keeps catching him. Um, then we see he also really good friends with Dernick, who is uh, the the townsmith um, and his friends as well that he's always playing with in the day. And um, But as it goes on, we see while they're out playing, um, there's some mysterious cloaked figure watching Garyon, but he's the only one that can see him, it seems like. And um, it kind of throws him off. And then his friend, though, falls, somehow falls from the tree or someone's pushed him and he breaks his arm. Um, so that throws everything off. They go back. He, his friend gets mended. But then something strange happens with, um, what was her name? Zubret. I hope I pronounced these names right, by the way. Um, that Aunt Pole says something to her behind the doors that we don't see, that she kind of vanishes after that whole event. And then the boy, Dorun, is that how you say it? I say Dorun, um, but... Yeah. Dorun, who broke his arm. 
he's also mending now, so he's out of the picture. So it just is Garyon and his other friend, um, Runderig. Is that right? Sounds good to me. <laughs> okay. And so they go out and decide, they start to hear some of the people talking about the story of Cal Torak. Um, and it's this war that took place that, you know, a lot of uh, mystery behind it. So they get intrigued and start reenacting it, playing around. And I believe it's um, Runderig who hits Garyon in the head um, with a pot or something. So they, again, they're back in at poles and she's mending them and she's yeah. yelling at them. <laughs> the, cha the chapter ends with um, Garyon being scolded by Aunt Paul saying, never say that name again, Cal Torak, she was referring to. Mm -hmm. So she obviously knows something. Um, it, it reminded me of Harry Potter, of like Lord Voldemort, you know, never say oh, his yeah, name. I don't say his name. <laughs> so that was kind of how I interpreted this, this story. I mean, this chapter summed okay. up things that stood out to me. So I love, I love how when the story starts, it starts like right at the beginning. I love beginnings. And Garion's like just a baby at the start of the book. And it like takes you through his little toddler years and in the kitchen with Aunt Paul. And so you really kind of get the chance to connect with him um, and, and kind of grow up with him like you're watching it. Like, like you're kind of watching over him taking his steps and then me playing with his friends and growing into a teenager. I really like that part. Yeah, I think it was done really good. Um, just and just how it kind of introduces you first from the small scope of it's, you know, just Gary on in the kitchen and then you slowly kind of see him move through his world. Mm, mm, and so mm. as he's going out further, you're getting a broader expanse of like, okay, then there's, Baldor's farm, which is where Aunt Paul lives and yeah. works. Yeah, and Baldor's she cooks, so she's like a very important person in at the farmstead because she's the cook, and um, right. um, she's there's something magic about her. She's just very, very, very good at what she does, and so she's like healer and cook and sort of central to the whole to the whole farm. But it was cool to see how. Um, Baldor's farm then they talk about it's like in the middle of Sendaria is that how you yes, say it it is okay <laughs> the Sendaria is the country okay um, that they live in right and so it says it's, Sendaria ha is to the west is the ocean I assume mm -hmm. and then to the east is I forget what it was but yeah no there's maps you got to refer to the map no. It, yeah. it, it's like it's like a country of of um, farmland and farmers and right. It was the Gulf of Cherik. Yeah. To the east, it says. Yeah. Which is an ocean, which is like a sea water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're really surrounded by this ocean, you know, a coastal kind of community. Um, even though they're not right next right beside it they're kind of more at the center but well, I just really right, like right in the center and because he's never seen the ocean so right yeah. enough to the ocean that it's something that they've ever seen or, or Gary has ever seen that's just like 
small town. It's like small town living, little tiny, mm-hmm. tiny town living. Yeah, I just really liked how we kind of slowly were introduced to it, like yeah. broadening as the chapter yeah. went on. Yeah, that was really good. So, what do you think of Zubret? You know, I I don't feel like <laughs> I got to know her well enough yet. <laughs> she kind of disappeared, but I feel that she seems like a very strong-willed person. Yeah. So, so for those of you who who um, we're talking about, Zubret is the girl. The only girl in the little group of friends. So there's three boys and Zubret. And that's the mix. And she's a little tyrant. She's a little queen. little mixing it up with all of them. Yeah, I did get that vibe from her. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, cur- I'm really curious if I'm sure we'll find out at some point what was said to her, what Aunt Paul said to her. And she came out. She came out of her house crying. And the and reason that she home. came out crying was because she talked. Was it Darun that climbed the tree? Darun. Yeah. So one of the boys had yeah. climbed the tree to get an apple from one of the really high branches, and Zebret had like urged him up there, and then he'd fallen out, and she ran away because she was frightened because he broke his arm. And then, right. and then, and it was when, it was when that happened that the hooded figure, the dark figure on the horse that you're talking about, mm-hmm. is that the first time he showed up? Yeah, that's the first time. Like out of the, it's like, it, and it felt, it feels to me like it's like a shadow in the corner of Garion's eye. You know, those kind of like, when you turn to look at them, they kind of disappear. That's how it felt to me the first time I read it. I don't know what about you. Well, again, being and I promise I won't bring this up every episode, but it's okay. Being Lord, <laughs> this of is the our show. We can talk about whatever the hell we like, right? But being so into Lord of the Rings, I instantly went to the moment in the Shire when they start seeing the um, Black Riders mm-hmm. yep, yep. following them, and so my mind kind of went to that because it said he's wearing a black cloak and he's on a a horse, can't see his face. Um, so I just kind of envisioned that just by default. But I do think that, yeah, it was something so quick that he almost questions himself if he really saw it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know, did he see it again in this chapter, that figure? I don't think he does. No, I don't think so. I think it's just that one time at when, when the boy breaks his arm. And then, but what when um, when he gets taken back to the um, to the kitchen for Aunt Paul to mend because she like takes does all the tending to people who have cuts and bruises and headaches and stuff. I just I just love the way that she's so heartless with him. But you know, right? What do you think? Carving mm-hmm. up. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think that she, Aunt Paul is one of those characters that, as a reader, you absolutely love her because her um, her way of operating is humorous to us reading it. Though, to these children, I think she's a little bit terrifying. Oh, God, yes. Because <laughs> they do anything wrong and they're like, oh, no, she, what is she going to do to me? Um, but, yeah, I, I really enjoy her uh, as a reader. I think she's really good character. And what about Dernick? 
So we haven't talked about much about Dernick, but so the two main adult characters that Gary and um, that well, that we find out about um, are Aunt Paul and Dernick Smith. Yeah, I really um, found the relationship with Garyon and Dernick um, interesting because it seems very much like like Dernick is somebody who doesn't open up emotionally very easily, but that he still like deep in there has this really big heart and would probably do anything for Garyon mm. to keep him safe. Um, but just their conversations are really... Um, you know, like father to son. Yeah, it does have that kind of feeling, doesn't it? Yeah, like teaching life, like this is how, mm. and don't do it this way with like in the Smith craft, you know, it's like you got to do it this way so you don't hurt yourself and never touch it when it's hot. And Yeah, just, just he's of, very proper. Dernick is very proper about, right. you know, you have to do things a certain way and he's very steady and Right, and then the whole the whole incident when Garyon asks Aunt Paul, like, "Why don't you just marry him?" Oh my God, that's so hilarious! Like, like you could just you could, the way that it's written, you could just see inside the little guy's mind, the little boy's mind, like, "Oh, this would be a great idea." You could just mm-hmm. kind of feel it ticking over as the, as you read the words, and then and then Aunt Paul. I have a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. And then her reaction, of course, is great because she just, I, I don't remember exactly what she does. It was basically like slapping him across the face. Like, you're crazy. No, 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 that was, Never say that again. No, that was um, that was later with, with Cal Torak when she got mm-hmm. kind of scared. But when he was talking about, um, oh, you should marry Dernick, she's like, she got really quite cross like it wasn't humorous cross either it didn't feel it felt like she was really serious like like she wasn't angry but like just serious about no that's not ever going to happen and I love yeah. how she is she, she, the way that it's written you know he she grabs him by the ear and turns his head because she's bathing him or something or washing his face and he turns him by the ear I thought that was really, I laugh about that every time <laughs> Yeah, that is true. I think it is. She kind of goes into the silent mode of, yeah, and he doesn't know how to read her. He's like, um, okay, and that's <laughs> yeah. a little intimidating. But yeah, that was a really good scene. I mean, what are the other big points? I think the the last big thing in this chapter was the end yeah. when he's getting ready for bed. And is this the same moment he asks about his so mom? So right, oh yeah, so he, find, he finds out that his mum and dad are dead. Aunt mm-hmm. Paul tells him about that and he's really sad. And it's interesting that that's, this is like the first time he's asked about it. And he's what, nine years old, I think, by this stage. He's, he's about nine. And Aunt Paul tells him and she comforts him and he's sad and it's, it's all sort of fine. It's really quite beautiful. But then the chapter ends after... He and Darun, um, no, Rundrug have had the play fight with they, they you know, stole pots out of the kitchen and they're whacking each other with sticks and wearing pot helmets. And during the fight, there's, a, there's something weird that happens when Garen gets hit on the head and all of a sudden he's talking, he's saying these things in a different, like he doesn't even know what he's saying. It's like uh, gets knocked into this other state of awareness. 
That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Did you did you want to talk about that? Uh, to me, I interpreted that again is this. I I was I think that's why I thought the cloaked figure came up twice in the chapter because I thought that it was kind of the same thing. So you but, got the same feeling when this thing happened as you did like that same kind of. Yeah, um, I did. I understand and, what you mean. Yeah. I'm just trying to see if I can find that part right now, but uh, it'll take then, me a so, moment. And then uh, it's interesting how Art Paul responds to um, Garen, you know, like he's got a big cut in his head. Yeah. And, um, Art Paul's like, he's like, well, you're not worried about me at all. And she's like, she's like, well, you were never in any danger. But, she, you know, and her concern was that he might have killed um, Runderick. And so that's a really, I think that's a really um, interesting response. And so you've got these little tiny clues of something bigger going on. Yeah, that's true. Um, because too, then at the end of the chapter, she's very um, blunt with him about Cal Torak and never speak of him again. Yeah. So um, reminiscent of like a magic word that you mustn't say for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, and so I get the vibe here that it's somehow Garion is directly related to Kaltorak in, mm -hmm. in one way or another, and that he is more susceptible if he's to say his name, that something is going to start happening. Yeah. So there's some sort of connection. It feels like there's some sort of connection there. Right. Here's the quote she says to him. She's like, you will never speak the name Kaltorak again. Never. This is important, Gary, and your safety depends on it. I want you to promise. And yeah. so you can tell she's that's like, like... That's a big deal kind of thing. Yeah, your safety depends on it, but why? Just yeah. by saying a name, you know, to a little boy, it's like, okay, how do you process that? But and that's almost the end of the chapter then, isn't it? Like right. He's, he's going off to sleep well, just after she said this, and then... Yeah, because then it's after that that statement that she says, and he says, all right, I promise. Um, it was only a game, and she said, a very foolish one. Uh, you might have killed Runderig, she tells him. Yeah. And then he asks, what about me? <laughs> and that's when she says, you were never in any danger. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, again. Like this. Like, you just want to know what's going on. Yeah, it's almost like she knows, like, he has some kind of inner strength or he doesn't know about yet that he could easily hurt somebody. He ah, yeah, yeah. channels it the wrong way without a skill or something. And then the chapter closes with her um, sort of calling out, like, putting, it's like Garion dreams that she's calling to her father, is it? Yeah, he's dreaming about his, he dozes off and is lightheaded from his injury, a strange, bitter drink his aunt gave him. He seemed to hear her deep, rich voice saying, Garion, my Garion, you're too young yet. And later, rising from deep sleep, as a fish rises toward the silvery surface of the water, he seemed to hear her call, Father, I need you. So. And then he fell asleep. And that's the end of the chapter? Yeah, it goes on a little bit more of the, the maimed ugly face he had briefly seen or imagined in the fight with Runderig loomed darkly like a hideous fruit of an unspeakably evil tree. 
So, okay, what do you, who do you, what do you think of that? What do you think the faces of this thing? What's that all about? So, oh, yeah. Go on, be daring. <laughs> that's, that's the moment that I was relating it to that cloaked figure. I thought maybe it was that face, but. Okay. I don't know that it necessarily is. It's something different. Wait, well, because it's here, he says, behind, and behind that dark figure, that dark figure he had always known to be there. That's why I related it. Because uh -huh, uh -huh. he said, behind the dark figure, I imagine that being behind the cloak or okay. under the cloak was the ugly maimed face. Okay. Okay. So that's yeah. the kitties. It's very exciting. Right. <sighs> and next week we get to find out if they give any more clues about this dark figure or not. Well, I think probably they will. I hope so. <laughs> so the next thing that we're going to, so after we've talked about a chapter, you know, getting into all of the nitty gritty and just talking and reading a little bits out and stuff. So we're going to pull out a part of the chapter that kind of triggers a memory or something in our own lives, either present or a memory or something that it's set up for us. And so for me, part, in, the, in the chapter, they talk about the children playing like they just have this beautiful life and they talk about jumping from the hayloft into the soft hay and in, in the wintertime when it's too cold to play outside and, you know, the smell of summer in their nostrils and stuff. And I just, every time I read that, every single time I read that, I remember being a child, being nine years old, like as the age that Gary and the kids are in the book, being nine years old in the bush in Queensland out at my, um, one of my aunt's sheep properties in the big shearing shed, jumping and running across these massive bales of wool. Like these bales of wool are man-high cubes, but they're these huge, soft, like, and so they're just bales of wool. And so we would like jump on them and run across them in this huge, huge, huge shed. And so every now and then there'd be like a hole where one of them was missing and you would like run across the top and then jump into the holes and you'd play hide and seek and just, and it's not the same smell, like hay smells different to wool, but wool has this really distinct smell. It's this really lanolin. And there's, oh. so that, that's, every time I read it, I, I, I come to that memory. And it's so powerful and beautiful. I just love it. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Like we don't have that here. San Diego, we don't get to just jump through piles of wool. You know, it's like, it's all just city here. So, I mean, that sounds like exactly why I would want to go visit um, European country or something on the countryside because that's what I would imagine. You'd be jumping through a piles of wool and, you know, just playing outside in the summer. Yeah, Australia. That's amazing. Australia, yeah. What about you? Um, so, let's see. The first thing is the dark magic stuff. I'm always, like, really drawn to it in a weird way because I, I've experienced some of that in my own life uh in ways i don't need to get in detail about but it always intrigues me in some ways because it's this really so you will have lots of chances to tell us about <laughs> your dark magic yeah that's a story for another time but <laughs> it does it intrigues me to hear other perspectives of you know in fantasy and whatever outlets to other people experiencing it because it yeah. is it's 
can feel scary when you're going through it and you're not even asking for it, but it just kind of comes to you. Um, so having a way to explore it through fantasy can, for me, has been really, really yeah. helpful. Yeah. Um, and two, I, I related a lot to the kids in this chapter running around outside because even though I said San Diego, California is just a big city, there, when I was growing up here, it was a lot different. There was a lot more open space. And our summers were spent just running around wherever we wanted in, in the small town I'm in within the bigger city. And so it was very much that I would went down that lane of like, oh, I, I can relate to that because mm. that's what me and my friends did. We just, we'd play baseball on the street. We'd make treasure maps and try to go find yeah. the treasure that we'd hidden, like we didn't know <laughs> yeah. where it was, but we'd create a map and pretend yeah. we didn't know. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so great. But yeah. it does, this is, but this, this, the first chapter of this book really does take you into all of those beautiful nostalgic places from your childhood. Mm -hmm. And it's really, I mean, I'm going to be a special kind of person not to connect, I think, in, to the characters because of the way that they've been written like that. Yeah, I agree. It was really, and again, it's just like the Shire to me. That's the exact kind of feeling when I read or watch the Shire scenes. Mm. It is. It's just like this really comfortable, warming sensation that I start to feel. And it's like, yeah, that's a good feeling. Cool. Oh. Okay. So, oh, we're doing pretty well on time. I know. So, the so next, proud of us. I know. So the next thing we're going to do, is, so at the start of the show, I told you that I would explain how we were going to do the little magical section called Prophecy Speaks. So what we're going to do is take a book, just any random book off your bookshelf and use it the same way that you would use a deck of tarot cards to, or an oracle deck. And so if you want to do this at home anytime and you have a question or you need a bit of guidance or whatever, so this is going to be like our weekly little bit of guidance for ourselves, you know, what we need for the coming week or what, what's a good direction for us to go in. Take your book, hold it, just hold it in your hands, just get yourself still and have the question in your mind like, okay, I'm just going to ask my question, just something that's good for me to know going into the next week. And then all you do is open the book and read the first thing that your eyes land on. <laughs> so I'm doing this live, live people. So much fun. Do you want to share the book too or no? Oh, okay. So the book that I'm, um, I have in my hot little hands is called Journey to the Dark Goddess. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, Journey to the Dark Goddess, How to Return to Your Soul. And it's written by Jane Meredith. And it's a brilliant, brilliant book if you're into um, journeying and underworld journeying especially. It's really powerful. So. Let's see what I'm up to this week. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> dream. I had a dream that I shivered, huddled naked with a dozen other women. We were 
on one side of a dark volcano of swallowing flame. It was impassable, and yet it was the only way. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's so powerful. Okay. It's really, really deep, yeah. And so then there, is, there will always be a way for you to relate what you read to your week. So I really, if you want to do this, I really encourage you to write down just a couple of sentences that your eyes fall on and just keep them on your desk somewhere and look at them every now and then and see how they speak to you and just take a bit of direction and guidance from it. It's a really good way to do things. So that was mine anyway. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Your turn. Do you, okay. <laughs> Are we going to share any insight on what we interpret or should we leave that open? I can. Well, to me, that sort of speaks to I am right at the start of the draft of my next novel. And I am being a procrastinating bum. And <laughs> my cute little ass is finding every way that it can not to be in the chair. It feels impossible. It feels like. I'm right at the start of the story. There's too much. I need to do a lot more daydreaming. I have to know. I have to know. I have to know before I can write the words, which, of course, we both know is bullshit. You sit down in the chair and you write the words, and that's how you write the words. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of my, that's what it feels like, this thing that I just have to get past, and I need to sit with my characters. My characters are kind of all chattering in, in my head. So this group of women that I'm with in the dark, is all of these characters in my head and if I just get still and sit down and start writing, they will talk to me and the voices will become clearer and maybe I can get past the volcano. Yeah, I think that sounds exactly, <laughs> exactly it. I mean, it's, it's, I love this stuff because it's so, it's always so right on when you are able to just open up to it. Okay, so mine I have my book here. It is, and of course I stuck with fantasy because that's my thing, but I have The Night Circus and it's by Erin Morganston. And I still, I won't get into all that, but this is a really great book. Okay, so I'm focusing on, okay, this, I want to set the intention for my focus for this coming week because I have a lot going on and I can easily have the shiny object syndrome, but I want to stay grounded. So that's my intention is focus and grounding. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> the fortune teller moves a card here and there. She picks up the card with the knight from where it sits and places it on top of the crumbling castle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um interesting that I turn to because there are tarot readers in this book that I turn to that section but um do you know much I, about tarot? I, I don't know you know a little bit more about it right so night the night charges the night charges ahead the action okay so she picks up the card with the knight and places it on top of a crumbling castle um so, and, yeah, you don't I, have, you, and, and I'll just give you a little tip. You don't have to know anything about tarot. What, the right, thing about right. this is what it says to you. Right. 
Well, I, yeah, I just wanted to know because it's actually specifically naming the knight from a tarot card set. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it is very reminiscent of what I've realized in this past week that I need to move forward from my heart and just shut out all the noise <clears throat> because but I think the crumbling castle represents me last week. Um, I was just crumbling. I think you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the night is where I'm at now and where I need to stay is just to move forward and focus on uh, my goals and what feels good within myself. Fantastic. Yep. It's nice to know that the crumbling castle is behind you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very glad because that was not very fun. painful. <laughs> no, it was very painful. Oh, I totally forgot to write any hashtags down. I was trying to be aware of it as we were going. I'm sorry. We'll get better at this, guys, I promise. Yeah, but I think we can think of one right I'm now. I'm sure that we can. I'm sure that we can. Because we still, um, we, how about we pick our favorite character since we don't pick a line from the text this week. We can at least choose a character. Okay. Um, and, and maybe that'll help us with the hashtag as we talk about it. Um, let's see. I think for me, oh, I don't know. I thought this would be easy. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite characters are never, never easy. Never easy. Well, for this chapter specifically, based on what happened and interactions, mm. um, I think I'm going to pick Dernick, the smith, because I really just thought he seemed like an easygoing, uh, supportive figure for, for Garyon. Mm -hmm. so and I... I go for the easygoing people usually. <laughs> I'm going for Aunt Paul because she's just kick ass and feisty, and I think she's awesome. So, yeah. Okay, I'm going to write it down because otherwise I'll forget. Write it down, Sandra. <laughs> Aunt Paul. <clears throat> yeah. And then I think, why don't we do a hashtag? How about we? Yeah. How about. It's a hashtag about Aunt Paul and Dernick and the whole fantasy that Garyon had. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, um, oh, keep talking. I'm going to find that part. Um, he says, Oh, you tell me okay. to keep talking. That's a, that's a great live bit of silence <laughs> on the podcast. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to look for that part in the book because so I think I can usually think of hashtags like a mad woman but I just my brain is blank it's, I'm late it's like after my getting close to my bedtime it's after nine o'clock no. <clears throat> so I don't about... know maybe um, um, let's let's um, I know what my hashtag is carving knife chop it off with a carving knife that's a good one and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go and read the chapter. Chop it off with a carving knife. That's my hashtag. 
I think mine is just going to be when, when Garyon suggests that he'll marry Aunt Pole instead, and he says, I'll marry you. Okay, I'll marry you, Aunt Pole, or I'll marry you? I'll marry you. Okay, everyone. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry for on. the mess up with these hashtags, but we'll get it down. Oh, it's okay. Yes, exactly right. And we're still in time. We're still in time. So. I know. We're just really good. I'm, I'm I proud know. of us. I'm so proud of us. But darlings, if you've made it to the end of this episode, which I'm sure you have because us, you know, <laughs> hit us up on social media. I'll put all the links in the show notes so that you can just go and click on stuff uh, with the hashtags. Chop it off with a carving knife or I'll marry you. And thanks for listening. This has been our first episode and I'm just so excited to read the next chapter. Yeah, it was a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to finding out what happens in chapter two. Okay. But we'll be back next week, guys. We'll see you then. See you next week, everyone.